You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, hi-de-ho. It's another uh, Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. We've got a few questions we're going to be asking the Knights of the Zoom Room Roundtable. And uh, we'll uh, get with that here in just a second. You know, I wanted to uh, uh, mention to this to you about uh, what does, does word of mouth advertising count if you're asking someone to advertise your stuff? <laughs> hey, if you like the Jeep Talk Show or have received any info or entertainment from the show, please help us grow the show by noticing more people. Please help us get the show noticed by more people. There are many ways of doing this, some legal. One way is to use the hashtag, hashtag Jeep Talk Show, or if you're from my generation, it's pound sign Jeep Talk Show, and uh, put that in all of your social media posts. If you're a regular listener to the Jeep Talk Show, you already know about our Campfire Side Chat segment, which we've done for the last several years. We always enjoy interfacing with our, inter- uh, our listeners, so uh, we came up with a way to have you join in, and we call it the GTS Roundtable. Everyone is invited to the roundtable. To join in, just connect using Zoom. You can get the link information each week by subscribing to our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and sign up. Now we join the Zoom room, which is already in progress. Please keep in mind that uh, what you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed. The opinions may be strong or may or may not reflect the opinion of the Jeep Talk Show. You know, I was just thinking, uh, we don't even uh, rehearse the uh, the other episodes of the Jeep Talk Show. So I guess I, I could say the whole thing's not rehearsed. Uh, did, did you guys ever think we rehearsed anything? No. <laughs> well, I was just, just some chatterheads, some chuckleheads talking on a, a, a recording device. Yep, that's uh, that's about right. All right, so uh, you know you guys know how this works. I'll remind you again, though, uh, if uh, if it's your first time to talk tonight uh, here on the uh, the recording, uh, please say your name and uh, your general location. Uh, if you want to say somewhere near Area Fifty One, that's fine too. Uh, might get us a few more listeners, uh, maybe the wrong kind. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll, uh, well, I got a few questions I want to throw out here, and one of the first things that I want to ask about is. Uh, of course, this may be a bit self-serving, but let me start with uh, a question about podcasts. Many people don't know what a podcast is, or uh, if they do, they don't even know how to listen. How did you start listening to a podcast? And it's not just this one, but any podcast, because maybe this wasn't your first podcast to listen to. So this is Larry from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. I can't believe in today's day and age people don't know what podcasts are, but... Um, I think my first first few that I listened to was probably Joe Rogan's podcast, and uh, just from there, just hunting and searching. And was it just Google searches that you did, or how did you find the stuff? Well, I run an Apple device, iPhone, so I just open up my podcast app, and there they all are. So, so. so you searched using the podcast app. Okay, good. Right. Yeah, I think Joe Rogan did a lot to... Uh, uh, make people more aware of uh, this whole idea of somebody can uh, just uh, you know have a microphone to talk into and record stuff and put it out there and and uh, millions of people can listen. I think uh, last thing last time I heard uh, Joe Rogan has eleven million listeners, which is about uh, ten times more than CNN. 
has 11 million subscribers, right? And he's got, he could have more than that on an, on an individual episode when he gets shared around to people that might not even be subscribed. I guess so. I don't know where, what that 11 million actually was. I just assumed it was uh, listeners uh, because they were you know, saying this is how many uh, viewers Fox News gets. This is how many uh, uh, listens or viewers CNN gets. And they were all a lot less than Joe Rogan. So me, when I was, um, this is John, Central Texas. Uh, you know, I started out as the guy that was listening to a lot of uh, talk radio, like morning shows on the way back and forth mm-hmm. um, to work or whatever. And I hated commercials. I just oh, yes. I stand commercials. So I started looking for, I was like, man, it'd be awesome. I can get, like, get this morning show and then I don't even listen to it tomorrow or something like that. And get, like, and so, well, they started, the radio show that I was listened to started putting them on their website. So I was downloading them. And it was the same place that you get regular podcasts. I was like, I wonder if they got a Jeep one. And then searched and sure enough, there was this one. So um, that's kind of how I found this one and podcasts in general. So now I listen to this one, I think there's a, a couple other Jeep ones like Modern Jeeper and Gone Jeep and the Rick Bayway one. And then um, also the uh, Joe Rogan's. I, I'm, a, I'm one of those 11 million. Do you hunt and pick on Joe's stuff or do you listen to each one? Yeah. yeah. So that's the good thing. So, I mean, he's got that interview format, right? So if I have no interest in the topic, like, you know, he there's some that you would probably love, Tony, but there's a lot of like alien and astro, whatever physic kind of stuff where he, he interviews astrophysics and all this space stuff i'm not as big into that so i kind of skip over those but you know when he does like the uh the hunting ones when he has like black rifle coffee guys on there um i like the fighting stuff the ufc stuff that's pretty cool and obviously all the comedians are hilarious oh yeah yeah well he's got a good end with the comedian since he uh he is one um but uh uh, yeah, he's got an interest in hunting, and uh, I do like his interest in uh, space. I mean, having Elon Musk on there was uh, was very interesting. Uh, I just you uh, had to commit though because those are long shows. Oh it's yeah, like three hours, right? which is which is a, which is very interesting because you hear a lot if you're if you're learning about podcasting, you're listening to the the so called experts uh, on their podcasts, and they always uh, a lot of them will say thirty minutes. You know, it should be a, a whole episode that you can get in an average drive. And I think it's actually like 20 minutes is what they what they recommend for the length of an average drive to and from work. But he's also yeah. got advertising in his, though. And that's that's a little frustrating. So I, <laughs> the first seven me. minutes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then again, in the middle of it later on. Right? Oh, and okay. Yeah. So if you're listening to like a three hour episode, it's probably about, it feels, it feels like 20 minutes worth of advertising that'll pop up in there. And that, that part's annoying. Well, should I should a podcast be able to make money? I mean, uh, especially if you're doing three hour interviews every day, should you be able to make money? Well, as long as you do it the way he does it, he actually puts a timestamp on there so you can know exactly where to fast forward to. Yeah, uh, just past it. So yet subscribers are still. I mean, I'm sorry. Yet advertisers are still advertising. That's amazing. <laughs> you sell on a product. That that's a podcast, though. <laughs> Andrew went and put on his tinfoil hat. I see. yeah there's several of them out there you just fast forward to the first 10 minutes because of you know all all the uh, commercials but like i said no that's their product that they're they're selling that's how they're making a living so you just if you want the podcast you have to suffer through that or fast forward through it yeah it's still not as bad as like morning radio where you had non-stop commercials and then the promos that would just go on forever tracks yeah, the laugh tracks everything. 
So we know uh, we know <laughs> we know Larry and uh, John listen to podcasts. Are are the rest of you listening to podcasts? The, yeah. So I uh, um, I started with podcast, and I'm not. It's not pandering. I actually started with podcasts with the Jeep Talk Show. It was uh, kind of the first thing I I had. To, I listened to a, a morning sports show every day, and they had podcasts. And I always thought, oh, I wonder what that's all about. And then. And it takes me about 45 to minutes to an hour to mow my grass. And so I thought, well, I'll just see if I, I'll see what's out there about Jeeps. And this is the first one I came across. And I started to listen to it. I can listen to, I could always listen, I, you know, mow on the weekends. I could listen to Friday's episode. And when it was over, I was done mowing and it was just the perfect fit. <laughs> and that's really where I started. So, um, and and now I, I listen to a few more things. I I like some of the the intrigues and the the kind of the 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 I don't know what they are. The kind of the investigative yeah murder murder out. mystery what, type stuff. What, yeah. How did this happen? What happened? Here's some background. I kind of enjoy those a little bit. But uh, this is this is my primary. Uh, uh, endeavor that i listen to so well i appreciate that and you know i've i've made the comment in the past about uh, you if you're working out at the gym mowing your grass driving to and from work this uh, podcast are, are perfect for filling that uh, otherwise uh, boring time and uh sure i'm glad you listened to the show do you do you find that the exhaust fumes from the lawnmower uh enhance the experience of the of the show well i have a honda lawnmower so it doesn't have a lot of exhaust fumes so. <laughs> Ooh, well, it's almost the best Toyota. Maybe, maybe just maybe just personal <laughs> exhaust fumes then. So that's great. Are you are you just listening to the uh, the Friday show, or are you uh, catching the other two episodes now? Well, I'm trying to keep up. I, I don't have a lot of extra time, so with all these extra shows now, it's I, I have uh, with with my new truck. I have Apple Play, so I plug I plug my phone in, and and they're going in the background whenever I'm going anywhere. So. <laughs> that kind of it works really good i really like that too so that's great i'm glad to hear it and you know you can you can just listen to one show a week you don't have to uh, listen to all of them but i was just curious so that's yeah, great well, you'll get a, you'll get away from me if 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 i'm only doing one show a week i'll never catch up <laughs> you'll get so far behind i won't i won't be able to even see the see the shore <laughs> uh, that's great yeah this is tom from arizona <clears throat> excuse me um i had a friend of mine tell me about you guys um and I did go back to the very beginning and listen to them all and caught up. <laughs> um, I listened to five total, and they're all Jeep related. I don't, I don't do the Joe Rogan, but I, I catch snippets here and there from people. But um, all minor Jeep related, off road related. So when your when your uh, friend told you about the Jeep Talk Show, was it uh, was it puzzling to you? Was it uh, the the whole podcast idea puzzling? And uh, did it did it take you very long to try? No, it wasn't puzzling, and I, I knew about podcasts and heard about them, but I just never really attempted to get on one. My drive to work's like ten minutes, right? So doing it on my drive to work doesn't really work out too well for me. Um, occasionally, when I drive to Tucson or if I drive to Phoenix, I'll pop one in and listen to it. But you know, it all went pretty good. And I just have an Apple uh, iPhone, and I just went in the app section and started looking around and found one local to me out of Phoenix, and then I got uh, you guys. And then I listened to Northwest Jeepcast, uh, Modern Jeeper, and then uh, was it Kevin and uh, what's his name out of out of Florida? On the trail with uh, Kevin and Scott. On the trail, there you go. Yeah, Kevin and Scott. Excellent. So. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Also.
Travis, North Carolina. I found the Jeep Talk Show Googling uh, probably in late 16, 2016, found it, and I appreciated it because the app was there in 2016. I believe it was there, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, um, yeah so. it was. Yeah, because I that that was I didn't know podcasts. I didn't I, I didn't listen to them. I didn't care. Um, but it's introduced me to a lot of others. Uh, I hear them on the show from you guys. You know, Joe Rogan. I've I've just here in the last two weeks started going back and listening to some episodes. But you know, I, I, this is my commute to and from work. That's why I'm not here a lot because I listen to you guys talk. I'm like I just enjoy the conversation and. I haven't joined here recently because I enjoy <laughs> when I'm here. I don't really care to listen to it. So I've, I've, you know, it's, it's been that much of my commute to work. I, you know, usually an episode will get me to and from. Um, and that's, you know, depending on when it's released, whether it's, you know, Friday, it's a little later. So I get it on Friday night, riding home then Saturday, going back into work. I've got a Monday. I'm off every Sunday. Uh, the Monday episode I'm not driving because uh, I'm off usually Sunday and Monday. So my Tuesday episode, I've got it driving in Tuesday morning from Monday, the release, and then coming back Tuesday. But I just finished up Tuesdays yesterday or tonight, actually driving home, which her and her YJ made me very proud. Mm -hmm. Kelly, Katie, yeah. I just forgot her name, but ladyjupiters.com. You know, I hear that and I'm like, I'm going to research that and see when they're in North Carolina, if they are ever. Because I'm going to share it with a lot of female jeepers that come through oh, and buy. Yes, and I just yeah. good idea. I, you know, I'm like, hey, you learn something. You you again, you share it. Like I share your show with everyone who purchases a jeep from that dealership. Um, I share what I learned from the show with everyone. Uh, I continue looking for other other episodes or other podcasts to get into, and I've still got to have my music time. So I, I'm I'm between this and music, and I'm happy and content. And and Nikki G because it's short. I will I will listen to Nikki G's short little ten minute podcast. Excellent. Well, we certainly appreciate you being a listener. I know you've been a uh, a big part of our show here, and I was wondering where you, where you've been, but uh, enjoying the show while uh, as a uh, audience member, a little less pressure than having to sit here and talk on the show, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's it's never any pressure, but I'm also more fun when I'm drinking, and I haven't been drinking as much. Oh, that's but good. Have, You're getting healthier. Have, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, not putting True it down story. As much out of the restaurants. I'm like, uh, let me, let me just not put it down as much as I have been in the past. Hey, Tony. Yeah. The Bill from Central Texas. I just want to say, um, I thought last September I was going to a veterans barbecue event and, uh, I showed up and it turns out it was the Texas event on there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like I got a little bit of the bait and switch thing. Yeah, going on. exactly. Uh, that was me. I think it worked out for it worked out for the best. So, so we actually really we actually show. brought you into the, uh, the 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 Jeep Talk Show podcast because of uh, the uh, the Texas uh, Jeep Talk Show Texas event at Hidden Falls last September. That's where I met John for the first time and uh, through a mutual coworker of ours. But uh, before that, I had never really heard about it. But you know, wait, once I met wait. John and started meeting the folks around there, I said, okay, this is something. Something I need to check out. I'm glad we had more than I'm glad we had more than two jeeps show up uh, on that bill. Go ahead, Steve. So <laughs> you guys set up on a blind date to meet John. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, he's in charge of our veterans group or whatever. So it was like, oh, John Lee's got this. Oh, you need to assemble. Thing. And I was like, oh, okay. If you're told to assemble, you got to assemble. You got to assemble. Yeah, John. Well, John's mentioned I to me. John. Yeah, John's mentioned to me a couple of times that uh, you guys had worked together for like ten years, same company, uh, didn't know each other, and uh, met through the Jeep Talk Show, and uh, now you guys are going doing things together and hanging out. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I look today, it's like four miles away, so right <laughs> around the corner. Now he's going to see if that radio will reach. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're actually they're working on GMRS radios uh, that, of course, we've talked about on the show as well. Bill's installed one, and now John installed one today. Well, I finished installing it, Bill, and I did most of the work that, uh, last weekend. But The listeners um, aren't going to know this. Just play along. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, the, the funny thing is, though, Bill, you should tell them what happened before you show up at that event, right? The actual question he asked was, do I have to drive a Jeep to show up? because <laughs> i said it was a head not to head and fall i think he was gonna win side by side out there right so oh yeah well, i had just yeah i just bought that new side by side so i was like oh okay it's a jeep event all right i guess i'll bring the jeep well i can certainly understand you just buy that bought that thing and you want to take it off road but uh so had you been out to hidden falls before bill uh yeah with the the, the jeep and my previous side by side so i think i don't know if it was that weekend i think i did back to back weekends i did one trip out there with the side-by-side -side, and then for the event there i brought the, the jeep out so what did you think about the event was it fun because uh, we had john uh, leading everybody was that a mistake uh no he did a great job <laughs> so, but certainly you know i think we had a, i think we had more people than i guess we were maybe expecting oh it's yeah no. maybe if we break if we would have broken it out into a couple of different groups but i know that's that's something that we we talked about so maybe this next go around we can make some of those adjustments yeah yeah we had lots of good feedback so uh, i'll just mention real quick we're looking at uh the first of june like uh, june uh 4th and 5th i think third fourth and fifth uh third uh for 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 me anyway driving in getting uh, checked in but the uh, the actual event i believe is on the fourth june the fourth and uh it, it's shaping up to be pretty interesting we'll see how we uh, how, how we go how we get along before uh, how much we can get done before june so anybody else uh, want to share how they uh, found out about podcasting or, or maybe you're here for the first time going, I just happened across the Zoom meeting. I like to crash Zoom meetings and now I'm hearing about podcasting. Luton Laney from Ohio. I uh, work with a guy who listens to gun podcasts all the time and I got bored one day at work and was just like, huh, let me check out this uh, podcast thing and search for Jeeps and I found the Jeep talk show. I'm glad that I'm glad we're showing up on the searches. So uh did you there's a lot actually there's a lot more now than what there was just five years ago are you uh uh, uh picking up on the other jeep podcasts a couple they're they're not as interesting to me i i don't know why it's just i don't know my my heart's in the jeep talk show now so well i mean this that, is like there's, there's nothing wrong with that it's just great right. that there's so many other uh shows out there and like john i've always been a fan of talk radio i used to listen to talk radio uh, way back in like the 80s and uh, just on occasion and it was just fun to do is even the the call-in shows were fun to call into and then uh, art bell uh his whole show I, I found that one and i would fall asleep trying to listen to it because it'd come on at midnight here in uh in texas and it was just fun listening to the talk so it's it's a it's a treat for me to actually be uh, I really have my own talk show and, and have all the support from the co-hosts and you guys. So it's, it's kind of like a, a neat thing, doing something that I've always enjoyed. So uh, I, I just think it's really great. I'm glad you guys found it. 
All right. Well, let's uh, keep with the self-serving theme. Uh, what is, interests you in an off-road event? We mentioned the uh, the Jeep Talk Show off-road event coming up in June. And uh, just kind of curious, uh, what what is it that you find interesting about an off-road event? Would it be, uh, just for some examples, meeting people, getting out on the trails, uh, the giveaways, or may- maybe it's just looking at the Jeeps? I'm Travis, North Carolina. I guess I don't have to do that every time anymore. Me, it's seeing the other Jeeps. Um, in reality, I like I like you know ninety percent of my events and the ones I've held. It's seeing everyone else's builds to get a hands-on look at what I want to do or what can be done. Um, you can look at magazines, you can look at photos, you can look online, and you never truly see it. And then to meet the owners, you know, you get their aspect and their firsthand feedback. That's what I enjoy the most. What I've learned from a good bit um, of my events I've held, it's raffle items is a huge deal and the charity-based event. Uh, People just, the Jeep community comes together to give back for others. And in doing that, it's those charity items that they're going to throw money in to get. Somebody's going to win it, but they're going to dump a lot of money to go back to a good cause. Um, That's been huge. Uh, Depending on, again, what I've brought in does how big that turnout is. You know, I'm giving away, you know, lifts and different things, but it doesn't stop the community from coming out, from being a part because it is again for a good cause. And that's the community, you know, just Jeepers. They give back, they do for others uh, more so than themselves. But me personally, I like that cause. Yes. And I'm going to be a part of it and help it, but I just love seeing the other Jeeps. I love seeing what can be done. And then, the events that I go to are 10 that have trails. I'm in heaven just watching because um, the YJ doesn't get to attend many of those. Right. So would you say that's the big draw is the charity aspect of it or the giveaway uh, part of it? Not for you, but uh, for the, uh, for the uh, attendees. <laughs> charity and draw. It's, it's a, it's a catch 22. Um, they're in it for the charity, but they absolutely love, that chance to win a raffle item you know they 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 will give that money and do because they, they, they know it's going to a good cause they know it's going for a charity um but it's just that chance to win that product you know and some things they don't even care about there, there are some things i've broke my raffle items up to where it's a specific item if you don't want it or you don't have the jeep that it can attach to or go to you know, because again, and now you've got TJs, JKs, and, and JLs, and 90% of your community that's going to be there. You know, you've got a few YJers like me or XJs like yourself, but it's, it's hey, I'm going to break up these items, so I'm not going to put money towards an item that I can't win, and it's just a huge draw. Uh, I'm going to go and try to win that. You know, I, I want a uh, hydraulic jack um, to compete with high lift, and it's a $500 jack. I dropped $85 in, in raffle money to these items and won a $500 jack. I'm like, uh, did pretty good. You know, <laughs> also won some items that I was, uh, that I donated, but I gave them out. I'm like, no, y'all keep raffling those off. I don't need a gladiator tent, you know, for the back of the bed. I don't need that. I don't need that. Let right. someone who can use it, get it. Um, whereas a lot of people would have had it not been an item they'd given. They're, probably going to take it and be happy or sell it on facebook i mean i've seen a dozen items i've raffled off 
on on Facebook. So what was the name of the event that uh, that you were putting on there? I think it was a monthly event that you were doing, uh, like Boardwalk Billies or something. Uh, I don't remember. It was exactly. it was four wheeling. It was Jeep Night Four Wheeling for Help. Um, ran it for three years, seventeen March of seventeen to uh, October of nineteen. Then COVID came around and shut it down. Right. Um, and I'm going to be rebuilding that rebuilding that again here in April, right after Uari opens. I'm going to build it up there and hopefully figure out a way. And I've, I've mentioned it before years back, figuring out a way to involve, you know, the local companies for the mall crawling Jeeps to get around and support the local area and then uh, have trail run and almost a poker run through Uari is the goal. Um, but that's going to be, I've got to get that event built back up before I can get to that level of it. Right. Uh, but then I'll raise money for a different family. And I like doing a local family in need. Oh yeah. Um, just in the area, just, and then there's a thousand of them out there. Um, but just find someone who's in need struggling and give back. Now, uh, give us a good idea. Give the listeners a good idea where you're uh, located, where this would be at in like if uh, the town or whatever, so they can be watching out for this. It'll be Albemarle, North Carolina. The event was located in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm moving it to Albemarle at the dealership that I'm now working at, Joe Moss, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Um, and that'll be Albemarle, North Carolina. And Uari, the trail system, is all of 20 minutes away from the dealership. And I look forward to build that back up. I'm, I'm in the process of working and building it now as we speak. Um, got it back up live on Facebook, and we'll continue to promote and build and, yeah, have a huge event. And I, I invite everyone. I mean, I, I, it's a it's Jeep night pulling for help, but I'm still all 4 by 4s are welcome. Because they, in the long run, it's for a cause, not for me, not for the Jeepers. I want to do this for a family in need. Well, I mean, officially, it's not for you, but but you still enjoy looking right. at all the Jeeps. So that's oh, I love it. That that and helping people is what you what you love. So that that's great. Yes. So what about the rest of you guys? Is it uh, what interests you about an off road event, or maybe you haven't been to an off road event yet? And uh, what you what you uh, hope to, if you go, uh, what you hope to see or hope to do? So this is Steve from uh, Aurora, Illinois, outside Chicago. My biggest part that I enjoy is probably camaraderie with some friends. We camp, we sit around the campfire at night, drink some beers after some days on the trail, just talking about what we did, making fun of the ones who got stuck, <laughs> right, and uh, having to winch them out, bragging rights. A lot of the fun that and looking at all the pretty blue jeeps out there on the trail, knowing that they're the kings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> disillusionment that's that's a great thing to have. Um, it makes life so much happier. I, I yeah. think you, uh, one, of the, one of the biggest things that I like about it is the trail time, seat time. So, especially if you're in an area where you may not be a whole bunch of other jeepers around you and you're kind of new and you need to kind of feel out and understand a little bit better about what your team can do. And it's kind of a, creates a safe, almost a safe space, right? Cause you've got other people that know what they're doing, or at least you hope they do. <laughs> and uh, when you have that many people there, you got that whole safety and numbers thing. So you kind of, it kind of helps encourage you to kind of get out of your comfort zone, maybe push it a little bit more some places or <laughs> just learn a little bit more. So being able to get that quality seat time, I think is, is one of my favorite parts about the event. Yeah, you can learn a little something, too, by watching other people do it. And learn what not to do. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? (laughs) 
it's always nice to get out and see other parts of the country that you're not normally in, you know, meet new people. And I mean, you can always just, you're not supposed to go out wheeling by yourself, but you kind of miss out on the rest of it. Yeah, I think meeting people, and I, I love looking at the Jeeps uh, as well, modifications they've put on that, and the ability to ask direct questions like, what about what, what happened here, what did you do this, and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I met somebody out at a uh, event uh, prior to the one we had, and uh, I think he had uh, ripped the, uh, the, the fender flare off his Gladiator. So I, I asked him about that and how it happened and the, the whole nine yards. Now, I actually followed him around on the trail that day, and he didn't rip it off again. So obviously he learned how not to rip the, <laughs> the flares off of the, the back part of his Gladiator. It was a blue one too, wasn't it? It was. It was blue. It's kind of like a reverse uh, AA meeting. You're in, you're in a group of people that is enabling your addiction more so than trying to get you out of it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, so this is Pat from Iowa, right? And they talk about Iowa being uh, flat like a waffle. So we don't have a lot of jeeping trails and that kind of thing in central Iowa. We got a lot of corn and we got a lot of uh, flat agricultural land. But I would, I, it's something I would like to, to try and get engaged in but it's it's difficult to do we have there's one jeep club in this area that has some private land and and they they do kind of an event and they have a bunch of obstacles built up a bunch of you know culverts and different things so you can do those things and i haven't taken a vehicle to that yet i intend to do that this year um but it's just i i want to go and and see more i i I just like, if you've been around for the last few events, I'm a car person to begin with, and I love getting in in and seeing what everybody does and what they do, and I like to build my vehicles to be a little bit unique so that they're something different, but I I, I just would like to, I I wish I lived out where some of you folks do, where you can do these things. You know, I'm living vicariously through all these people out in in uh, you know the fab rats and all those guys because at least they can get out and do those things that that looks looks like a lot of fun but uh i hope someday i can get to do that well i think having the jeep is the uh, is the first thing you got to have i mean you if you want to go out and hang out with jeeps you you need a jeep right yep well and so i'm gladiator person too sorry john um and uh it's just I, I, I've, I've, I had trucks in the past and then I had a Wrangler and then I traded my Wrangler in on a new gladiator. And, uh, because I always like to have a little pickup, I don't really need one, but whatever, it's what I like. So yeah, they, they, enjoy it. of course. And I, I'm a big pickup uh, fan and, uh, that's what I had, uh, prior to getting the, uh, the Cherokee and, uh, I like having a truck back. Uh, I, I know that, uh, some people don't uh, consider it uh, uh, an actual Jeep, but you know I've had a Cherokee for 24 years, so I'm used to people not considering what I have to be a Jeep. <laughs> no, I, I really like it, and and we I, I went ahead and put a lift on it, and I've got 35s. So it's very, I think it's probably pretty similar to to the Jeep Talk Show uh, red one, uh-huh. but uh, uh, it I just I just really enjoy it. I, I like all all the all the pieces of it. So, 
Oh, it's, I'm having a lot of good time. I'm very happy with it, but you know, when you jump forward in time, 25 years, that 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 happens. It's generally like, well, this is nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Anybody else? What do you What do you find interesting about uh, off road events? And uh, I can throw a, another uh, question in there. On top of that, are you planning on, uh, or I, I wouldn't say planning, maybe planning's too soon, uh, but are you thinking about coming to the uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show Texas event uh, in June? I think uh, Larry has said uh, yes. Well, this is uh, Chris from Detroit. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make the event in June, but I did enjoy very much the event in September. <laughs> the uh, the September event. Wait for that. <laughs> the September event was great. I would encourage anybody if you can make it out to get to the June event. But to uh, echo Travis's point, being able to see the other Jeeps and seeing what they're able to do, and a lot of y'all were very accommodating and uh, picked me up at the airport and got me from the airport from the. Uh, uh, to the uh, the brewery and from the brewery to the park and thank you Andrew. <laughs> yeah, he was and, supposed uh, to take you to the park. <laughs> yeah, well, why some, does anybody leave the brewery? Uh, they close eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay there. That's but right. in all seriousness, it was really neat to see Andrew's LJ is really set up oh, real well. Really nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, on thirty threes, my JK's on thirty threes, and I, I realized I I don't need to. I don't need to try to keep up with John as much as I'd like to. Uh, <laughs> I can, I can roll with roll with what I got. And really, in all seriousness, it was just great to see what Jeeps somewhat like mine could do in that terrain. I don't know that I'll be able to get my Jeep out to Hidden Falls one of these days. That might be a possibility, but it just gives me confidence when I go to the similar terrain where I'm wheeling in Michigan in the Midwest. You know, I'm let's see if again. I'm looking at it, but. It's a seventeen-hour drive straight. Oh, no I know. Stops I, know. I know how you feel, Steve. I, <laughs> I, I we, just, we would love to have you out there, but uh, I understand. I mean, a big red uh, gladiator would be very intimidating for you. So, well, I'd be more <laughs> impressed with a big red XJ out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have some XJ fans on here too. I know. I know Duke's looking forward to coming back out again. So uh, we I'm looking get him back out there. I'm looking forward to seeing Duke, but I'm gonna. Have to bring a, a, a spray bottle to keep him cool. <laughs> I, say, I didn't think he liked the whole uh, the whole heat thing, I, and it wasn't that hot last time. So uh, September I mean, wasn't too bad, but June will no. be. June should hopefully be still like it was yeah. last year, right? Low nineties, July, like, August. Yeah, it won't be August. Let's put it that way. And yeah. actually, September can be pretty warm too. It just depends. September is normally at least the up to the middle of it is normally like the hottest time of the year, like end of August. You know, first part of September, right? But last, last, that's what I kept telling everybody was last summer was really mild. It was not bad at all out here. And that was like the peak of our normal summers in the St. Louis area. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's really Imagine nice. Imagine being where Tom's at down there in Arizona. I think they go wheeling at like 120 something. But it's right. a dry heat, John. It's a dry heat. It's yeah. a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 110 at night. <laughs> uh, but uh, just no, leave we your do windows a lot open. Of night runs when it gets that hot. Oh, I bet. I bet. So, anybody else want to jump in there and say uh, what you look forward to and going to an off-road event? And uh, uh, oh, oh, I guess I could uh, throw this in there. And there, it, do you like it when it's a all Jeep, or do you uh, mind a mix of uh, of different uh, models, makes models, or even a combination of uh, off-road vehicles and uh, side by sides? None of the above. I don't. I don't particularly care to go to large group events. The there's too many people. 
the few I've went to, like, you know, Ocotillo Wells for their big, uh, I forget what they call it out there, uh, that they have every year around March or so. But, you know, everything's a traffic jam. I, I don't go out there to get into a traffic jam. I go out there to get away from all that crap. So typically group events are not my thing. I like understandable, the, understandable. I like the combo, the combo ones that you said, where it's more than just Jeeps out there because it kind of adds to the fun, right? You start seeing like a maybe even a little competition popping up or something like that. It's just, it just adds to the fun out on the trail. Get to use your winch. Yeah, I get to use the winch, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're, if you're, you're always a Jeeper, but you, know, you can be a gearhead too and appreciate all the other vehicles that are out there. Like that old Defender pickup truck we seen out there. Yeah, that was cool. That, that was that was pretty cool. It's always well, we good to see, you know, what else is out there. We couldn't get him to turn that, you know, probably close to ninety thousand dollar rig up up that obstacle though. You know, we kept, <laughs> point, kept pointing. We're like, follow him, you know, because Lacey and Jimmy were heading up there, and we thought, man, yeah, that's well, well, he, he well, said well, he was right. Little... He said he was right behind you, John. You just couldn't hear him. <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't spending five stuff. <laughs> well, you're was gonna, a YJ giving it hell. Oh yeah, we gotta. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that. We're gonna have to reach out to Guy and get him and his uh, YJ that could uh, to come out there uh, on the trails with us uh, on this next event. I haven't seen much of Guy. I mean, oh. when, when I was doing the uh, the the picture of the group, and I said everybody say herpes. He said he was laughing. He says I got to be part of this group. <laughs> we lost he's, him. Uh, he's all over Instagram right now. Is he? Like, I, yeah, I, I, he's. It's like somebody showed him how to use it, and he's just gone nuts because he's posting pictures like all the time. Oh, that's great! Yeah, he gets very excited about things. You can tell, especially whenever it's uh, uh, the Jeep slipped over on its side because he's gonna he's gonna make it. Damn it! Uh, but uh, yeah, he he's amazing, and and uh, he was a lot of fun uh, having there at the event. Uh, we'll have to be the it would be featuring the uh, the cow killer and uh, guy. The guy can go any, anywhere on a mostly stock uh, YJ. Yeah, it's kind of fun watching the the underdogs out there. You know, things that you look at, you know, like if I had that vehicle, I I probably wouldn't do that. They're just <laughs> going for it. Well, and he drove it up from Houston to Hidden Falls, did all that stuff, and then yeah. drove it home. <laughs> yeah, I saw him the next weekend up at Barnwell Mountain or whatever, and you know, checked in. I was like, "You haven't rolled it yet, have you?" And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> not that I, not that I, not, today. not that I can remember. <laughs> a big bandage. On his head. It, yeah, sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? You, <laughs> you, you'll do something because you don't know you didn't, you weren't supposed to be able to. So, well, yeah. actually, I think I think Guy has been around long enough to, and, and actually, I found out whenever I went over to offroading one hundred and one com to take that one hundred and one class that uh, he had been there prior to our event, so he's trained. So I don't think it's ignorance on his part. I think it's just him having fun. He's got a Jeep. He's enjoying uh, enjoying Jeeping, and he's got that can-do attitude. Nice. And he was enjoying the hell out of it, too. Oh, <laughs> I, I think if I remember correctly, he found that YJ in a barn find, and it was his first Jeep, and he was 66 years old when he bought it, and that was his dream Jeep. So. Oh, I know, and he's he is enjoying the hell out of it. I mean, it's fun to tease and make fun, but uh, I I just respect him because, especially the driving up there and back. That's one of the scariest things to me is, uh, you know, putting too much into it, having too much fun with it. I guess you could say, uh, with your Jeep and the possibility of uh, being stuck where you are. I mean, there's there's going to be people around you to help, but then you have that part of you that's like, sorry that you did this because now you're ruining everybody else's fun. 
He also named it. Sorry, Chris. So the YJ. Uh, did you catch the YJ's name? He calls uh, it his better half. <laughs> <laughs> How does the wife like that one? That's uh, gonna be dangerous. Well, he he did he did share with me, and hopefully his wife doesn't hear this. That his wife does is not comfortable in it because it's obviously a YJ on leaf springs and it's stock, and she won't ride in it with him. So that's another reason why he likes it. <laughs> you know that's a good question uh, that uh, that just came up would you guys uh does you does your uh, other half your spouse uh go along with you uh and if they don't do you wish they would would you like to see them out out there with you more i, I from for myself the answer is yes uh, i'm a no and no on that one <laughs> well they have I'm to a, enjoy it obviously I'm a no and a, and a yes. I mean, I'd like to move a little bit more because then that actually gives me the free pass to go wheeling a lot more. Because <laughs> um, you know, we can say, yeah, you will do stuff to go. Well, let's go wheeling. Um, but she, she thoroughly hates it. So the only time I go out there is to kind of show her why I need to do an upgrade. <laughs> but again, oh, my fenders are keep falling off. The fenders got ripped off. I got to buy new ones. I'm so. not letting you out till you give me permission to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the, I wish she would, but like we were trying to, I was trying to get her to go to Colorado, but she's one of those that looks at a picture of a mountain and gets sick. So like she can't, she cannot ride up there and, and the hills looking over the shelf roads and stuff, she would just, she would freak out. So it's not much point in having her up there when she's doped up on, um, was that Dramamine and just, you know, barely conscious the whole time would probably be kind of pointless. Yeah. I went to Utah and there was a guy that went along with us, had a, ford raptor and uh we got on to hell's revenge i think we made it maybe three quarters of a mile in and she was like she just got out of the vehicle and it's one way and so she just got out and just walked all the way back and called an uber and was like she's like have fun wow. for me it's a yes and a yes <clears throat> the, the blue jeep that pops up once in a while from behind my big head uh, that's the wife's jeep. That's hers to go playing in, and I built it strong enough for me to play with as well. And then I got my grand, so she's she's pretty well into it. Likes to go, and if some of the some of the guys are trying something, they don't quite Let make go! it. Bless you. She says, "Get me up that one shot," so I have a lot of pressure on me. Sorry about that. My wife does want to get a side by side like Bill has, so she, I showed her the video when we went out there. So. She, she said she might be able to do a side by side. She couldn't do a Jeep. That's interesting. I really? wonder why that is. Because <laughs> uh, the Jeep seems like more protection. Yeah, you're slow and you're just kind of like slow crawling, slow rolling. But I think it was because when she was a uh, when she was a kid, she did a lot of four wheeler riding and stuff like that. And so she looks at the side by side just like an ATV, like just a normal four wheel four wheeler or whatever. Whereas the the Jeep, she much rather go fast over stuff than crawl at weird angles and you know straight up or whatever it is that that drives her crazy hmm. all right you need to build a buggy well like she's it sounds like she's giving me permission to start looking at side-by-sides so i just don't have anywhere to put it my problem is if i get one then my jeep can't be in the garage so that's my oh, you can fit them both in there oh you, you, we'll figure you, it out you might need to get a you might need to get a better side-by-side -side, john to make her forget about that old boyfriend she used to go uh she used to go buggy racing <laughs> 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 that's why chris chris solved the mystery there right so and then things <laughs> took an ugly turn <laughs> dun, dun, dun. well now with the hey, hey, hammers hey. over go buy a beat up uh bomber 
and uh, get that out there. Well, actually, my, my brain selling theirs. My uh, my youngest uh, daughter's she loves wheeling. She goes with me as much as she can, and we were watching King of the Hammers together. And she said that she wanted to, they were showing this picture of this lady that was driving, I think it was a Suzuki Samurai or something. And uh, she was out there running in the 4600 class. And I think her name was Amber or something like that. And my daughter actually said, they let girls drive too? <laughs> like she was surprised. Wow. <laughs> like anybody man, can. Man. She's like, I want to do that. So I was like, man, I wonder if, wonder right if I need like a youth ATV too or something like that. Maybe, uh, maybe see if, she, see if she wants to go race it up in Midlothian or something. Absolutely, yeah. keep her in that happen. Yeah, you need to make that happen. Or yeah, a lot of people can press a pedal, uh, brake or gas. So uh, I, I don't think it's uh, something that should be uh, regulated uh, just to uh, to men and not uh, having women. Uh, there's lots of women out there that I think would enjoy the hell out of getting off road. Absolutely. Which the funniest thing is that she was mesmerized by Andrew's LJ having roll up windows. She thought that was amazing. <laughs> She was over there, like rolling them up and rolling them back down. She just was like, "This, this is how they work." What is this voodoo? Windows it's by old timey. It's old timey. It was. It was it. Oh, my dad warned me away years ago from uh, automatic windows and all that stuff because that's just something else that'll break. I I still have the tool in my toolbox that pops the uh, the ring off of the the window crank for like yeah. an old seventies car. <laughs> And oh, I just I can't I can't let it go. Hey, with the TJs, I know you. That's something you gotta adjust because it always rides on your knee. I don't care <laughs> whether it's up or all the way up or all the way down. It that that knob is right in your knee, at least mine. So yeah, that's something you got to take off and adjust. Right on, man. All right. Well, this is a this is a pretty good thing uh, to switch over to. Uh, the uh, you were talking about uh, your your daughter saying, uh, do they let women compete? Uh, are, are you a positive or negative influence on other Jeepers or, or even would-be Jeepers? I mean, I would say positive. I mean, I run into people all the time, and, and uh, I think a lot of times they want to get into it, but they're just a little too intimidated or don't know where to start. Do you get the feeling they think they're too old or it's too expensive or they don't want to be I think they just don't of? know. Like, you know like, I think they kind of think, well, I need a lift, but I have no idea what that entails or or, you know, what kit to choose or any of that. So, I mean, I've sat there, I'm like, you want to sit, sit down and kind of talk through options or whatever. I'll, I'll, you know, give you as much knowledge as, you know, you're willing to put up with, you know, listening. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wealth, of, <laughs> a wealth of knowledge. Uh, and of course you guys can always take the easy road out and uh, tell them about the Jeep talk show. Uh, uh, plug, plug, hint, hint. Uh, but the, the, the thing I was uh, thinking of not only in person, but also to, well, I know that there's some popular uh, podcasts out there, Jeep podcasts, that make fun of other Jeeps like Renegades and the new Cherokee. Uh, I would think that would be like a negative uh, influence over uh, Jeepers and would-be Jeepers. Do you, do you find yourself online maybe putting uh, people down for not having the right Jeep? No. I don't, I don't think so. I think, uh, well, not, maybe not intentionally. You might find yourself like saying, like, wow, I can't believe that thing's actually doing this whatever. And maybe act a little bit too surprised when they pick up something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe not overtly making fun of it, but you know, indirectly. Indirect. <laughs> indirectly. 
No, I'm a positive. I'm positive influence when I encourage them that they yes, yes, they can do the same things that I might have done or another mm-hmm. Wrangler had done. But then it's a negative influence when they realize they damaged their vehicle and we just talk them into it. So it's positive at first, negative at the end. Always have them sign the waivers, uh, Chris. Exactly. Sign the waiver first, and then let's play. Yeah, <laughs> I can't give you this information until you sign this waiver and give me a dollar. <laughs> but I think part of the the positive influence is not just maybe like that on the trail. It's kind of like. Bill said, like when, when you're, when they ask questions about it, just really just, you know, being excited about it and telling them, you know, everything, you know, right. And and what they want to to let them know that everybody is excited that other people are joining the sport or hobby or whatever. Yes. Making time for them, making, you know, because people don't like asking questions. They don't like not being knowledgeable. So for them to actually stop and want to know more information about your Jeep or getting involved in, in the sport uh, giving you your giving your time uh, to uh, uh, help them. I had a guy stop by here uh, the other day wanting to buy one of the, <laughs> the five Jeeps that are in our driveway, and uh, ultimately I just started giving him, giving him free advice. He eventually said, "Hey, I, I, I'm sorry, I got to go. It's getting dark." <laughs> that's what light bars are for. You pull it up. That's what. You don't have to worry about the dark. All, all the light bar Jeeps were inside the garage. So. <laughs> it, well, it, did he come to your door for that specific reason, or were you just outside? He was passing, or did he come knocking on the door? I was actually outside. I was moving the uh, the trickle charger from my wife's uh, TJ to back to my XJ. Okay. So he pulled up, and uh, he saw his opportunity. I think he honked the horn at me, uh, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, if you're honking at me, you're honking at the wrong person. I, I basically I had a bad attitude when he first started talking to me because it's Did you like flip him off. No, no, no. I had a bad attitude when he first started talking to me because it was uh, who are you and what the hell do you want? And he mentioned the the magical word Jeep, and I went, oh, okay, I'll, I can talk to this guy. Yeah, I I I relate it back to something that I experienced quite a while ago. I I uh, I, I got back into firearms and I was starting to wanting to shoot. Uh, some pistol competitions and a local a local club. I, I just went and I went under the guise of I'm just going to watch and kind of feel what's going on. And and they said, no, did you bring your stuff? Do you have your gun? No, I don't. Well, here, why don't you run this, run our stuff. We want you to be part of this. And and they really just pulled you in and and made you feel comfortable and i think that's the key to these things is it's nobody wants to feel silly or right. foolish right they don't know so they want to kind of keep an arm's length distance and say and and this is this is my protection this is my my safety zone and if if you if you welcome them in and you say come on tell me about what you got that's great i love it and and it's it's if you, if you're welcoming and 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 interested in the people, it really it just it makes the whole difference. And and I became part of that club, and and I immediately became part of one of those people that when the next guy showed up and said, "I'm not here to shoot. I'm just here to just really look." It's like, no, man, come on, here, let me let's strap you up. Let's get you. You can run one of mine. And, and then you turn out, you find out, oh, they got all their gear in the truck. They were just too uncomfortable at the time they weren't sure and and you just have to make people welcome mm-hmm. and it's it's so much fun when 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 you get a group of people like-minded people whatever that is firearms or or, or jeeps or whatever it is it's and you get in that 
in that group and it's it's a lot of fun just keep keep the doors open and let everybody in it's a lot of, it's it's fantastic i really love grouping up with people so you paid it forward uh, that you just uh, turned around and did something for the next person that came in like they did for you which is great absolutely and it and and it just it it's great man that's all i can say it's usually usually a good thing most i think i think most of the group at least everybody that's here always help you know helping somebody how to how to re how to build out their rig and do what they need to do so i think most of that's positive i would say the only negative that would be is once the spouse find out what we talked them into (laughs) and they find out what all that costs John's wife is now listening to find out how he's uh, g- uh, uh, getting all these parts. Uh, what's happening that he's getting, getting these parts? So that's going to be over pretty soon. So it's a, it's a common thing in the firearm community. It's like I hope my if after I go, I hope my wife doesn't sell my guns for what <laughs> I, told I told her they were worth. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so somebody's getting some good deals. So uh, we got I'm a few. Buy a hundred dollar power thing from John's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's red, so it's damn worth it. So uh, we got a few minutes left. Uh, does anybody have anything that they wanted to bring up? Any questions? If you got something to add uh, to the subjects that we already had and didn't get a chance to jump in there, uh, go right ahead. One thing I'll add is on the 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 uh, analogy of the the showing up and someone saying, "Here, run my stuff and everything else with the gun." I'm not going to let you drive my jeep. <laughs> I understand that. No, that makes sense. And, but but the but the but the whole thing was everybody knew that the guy that person had all their kit in the car. They just didn't want to run it. They were just too nervous. And as soon as you said that, it it disarmed them. Or disarms probably not the right word. But Pun intended. It, 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 they relaxed, right? And they're like, oh, "I got my shit in the car. I'll go get it." So. Well, they want to make a quick exit in case it wasn't for them. You know, if uh, they started doing uh, uh, weird dancing or something, they could just get right out of there without having to pack up their stuff. Sure. Kind of gun club. <laughs> you know, you you say that, but it's that uh, me running those events. You know, you I take the time to go around and introduce myself and thank people for coming out. That's you important. Know, it's, it's taking the time. To just, yeah, just to acknowledge the people, you know, and, and that's huge. And that's anywhere because I, I'd invite, you know, Tony's got his clubs or, or not his clubs, not his group. Uh, I'll drive over there. We are one. <laughs> um, we, we, you know, you, I still, I would invite every club and group in the area, you know, and, and, and I don't know 90% of these people, but I'm going to go introduce myself. I'm going to meet them. They remember me. They all know who I am now, but I'm like, God, I don't know which club, which group, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to introduce and, and recognize everybody's out for the same thing. It's just, it's taking the time to appreciate the people that are there and acknowledging that they're there, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm going to say hello. So that was one thing, um, you know, just it's welcoming. It's, it's being appreciative of the people they're nervous they they uh, what am i doing here i don't know anybody yeah i'm gonna mm-hmm. open the door i'm gonna introduce them that's huge and then you go back to your spouse katie not a fan of the yj at all um the steering wheel's crooked i mean you're driving straight it's you know sitting <laughs> like it's going at two o'clock she hates driving that thing which she, she has because y'all know i've had a beverage or two in my past um and she'd drive me home from different events or different things in that scenario 
but I hopefully when I do have the new Jeep come in, um, I'm going to let her drive it because anytime we were off road, she'd go sit with somebody else in a JK or JLU. And I'm really hoping I can get her into my new Jeep, let her drive it. And I will drive my YJ. I love the rough ride. I love how it feels. I love feeling the road. I, I don't have that suspension. And I'm, I, my goal is to wheel the new Jeep, the four XD and we'll let her wheel it. And me being my old YJ, because that, is my heart and soul um but that's my goal on that aspect as well and maybe she will start to appreciate a little more and get more involved so uh so travis i get the feeling that uh your personality is just one that you it's easy for you to meet and greet people and talk to them uh but that's not always the case uh, as i would say for probably the majority of people uh it, it's not easy and uh this last uh, jeep talk show event I knew that that's what I was going to have to do is go around, introduce myself, ask them if they were here because of the, the Jeep Talk Show event. And if they weren't, still talk to them and not just to say, okay, I'm done talking to you and turn, turn, turn sideways and go find the next person. So that's outside my comfort zone. I'm not, um, uh, I just, you know, I'm just not a big uh, go up to and talk people a lot. And I think one of the things that helps is uh, whenever there's a common thread, a common a commonality that I know exists. Like it, it could be ham radio, it could be Jeeps, it could be uh, various things that I find interesting. So I think that's one of the things that's the most easy thing about doing uh, the, having conversations and meeting and greeting new people is I know that there's a common thread there. But uh, it, it might, and I mentioned this because you guys might not think that uh, I have any, uh, any issues going up and talking to people. I'm not really scared. It's just like... Uh, it's just it's just outside my comfort zone, and it, I I have yet to be in a situation where it was a bad decision to talk to somebody. There were several people out there that day that I spoke with, and uh, I think uh, Josh was actually standing there with me, and we were inviting them to jo- uh, to join us. They looked like they were by themselves, and they said, "No, we got I got somebody else that's coming out here because you know you don't want to wheel alone." So uh, I think I did a pretty good job there, and it was easy doing it then. So it should be easier for me to do it in the in the future. So anytime you you find yourself as a positive or negative influencer, uh, you might want to think, well, what would it take for me to be a positive influencer? What could I say positive about stuff? What could I do to help? Just like the uh, uh, the gentleman was telling us about the uh, the shooting event. You know, put yourself on stage. Uh, put yourself on stage in any situation. You know, when you this this to you is work. I mean, you've got your four hours a week compared to you know Josh's thirty, but you're going to work every Thursday night, and that was me giving you a hard time. Every Thursday night, every Tuesday night, every you know Monday or Sunday. I forget when you record them. But you're on stage. You don't have a phobia to hurry on a conversation or do anything. Do that in any situation. I mean, me, I'm actually quite shy. If I drink, I get a little more, I'm going to talk and have a conversation. But I'd go behind a bar as a bartender, and I'm like, I'm on stage. My job is to get people to drink, have fun, have conversations, be their psychiatrist. I just walk into a situation. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. That's what I had to do with my charity events. I'm like, I'm going to have to talk in front of a microphone in front of hundreds of thousands of people. I'm not one to public speak. I'll stumble. I mess up. I just, I'm at work. I put myself on stage. I'm going to do this for a moment. And then I back out. You know, once I'm done, the situation's over. I, I reflect on it, you know, driving home from whatever. But you do a great job on the show. You carry on conversation. You, in your conversations on all the interviews, you do a great job. 
just mentally put yourself, this is, I'm at work. And, and you'll be fantastic walking up to anybody about anything. Some people you might not care to, but it's like, hey, it's work. I'm right. No, no, it's, it's something you got to do. You have to be welcoming, welcoming to right. people. Uh, and it's funny, uh, uh, talking in front of a large group doesn't bother me in the least. I mean, that's supposed to be one of the, uh, one of the fears uh, for a lot of people. More, they have more fear in that than death. So, uh, and I'm not afraid of telling a bad joke. I know it's hard to believe because uh, no, we believe it here. Here at the house, I get a lot of groans and uh, no laughs and people walking <laughs> off. So you know, I can do that in a large audience too. <laughs> I've I've always been very fortunate that I I don't really sweat the details when it comes to other people. I mean, I look at this group of people here and the Jeeps and the places they've been and the things that they've done. And I think I haven't done any of those things, but I, I enjoy hearing about and talking to people about what they love and you hear the energy in their voice. And so just because I haven't done those things doesn't mean I can't live somewhat vicariously through those folks. Just like I enjoy the, the YouTube channels and watching people do those things. I hope to do those things someday, but right now it's not going to pan out. But I, I just have always been fortunate that I'm not particularly shy and I'm just willing to charge in and, and do whatever and, and talk to folks. And part of it is the, the my years at the, the auto dealership. I think Travis has a similar situation. I I mean, you, you have to you have to just engage with folks and you have to be willing to do those things. So I, I love it. I, I love meeting you guys and, and what hearing about what you do. And I hope someday I can do some of those things as well. Oh, yeah. I would love to have you down uh, or any event that we're going to have. Now, uh, John, uh, tell people real quick about the uh, the Colorado event that you're that you're working with uh, several of the uh, Zoom room and uh, our Discord server members. Sure, yeah. it's it's. I, w- I don't know if I would really call it an event, but really what it is is there's a bunch of us that are wanting to just go out and go wheeling. We've got a lot of similar places we want to go. Um, some of us are leaving from the central texas area and we're going to go meet up in amarillo with several others and then um we're going to cut across new mexico do some camping on our way up to ure and then in ure we're going to go to a hotel some of us some of us will keep camping uh but anyway just a bunch of other folks are going to meet us up there and we've got several trails we're all going to try to hit and kind of group up together it's not it's not what you would call like a formalized event. It's just a bunch of people wanting to go up and, hey, here's the trails I'm going to be hitting, and let's all wheel together. So, John, John, that's be- been the beginning of many a popular event. I think that uh, happened at King of the Hammers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, I think we're going to do, we're going to try to get some of the big ones done that pe- people haven't done them before. You know, Black Bear and uh, some of the Alpine Loop. Probably not the whole Alpine Loop as it's uh, pretty long, but um we're just gonna try to see what trails we can go hit and kind of loose have some fun tell some tell some stories uh later in the evening and then uh a couple of us are going to be heading out after ure and kind of going up towards i think the gunnison area or some other places and see if there's some other stuff we can get into before we uh head on back and of course uh and correct me on this if i'm wrong it looks like all the planning is being done on the jeep talk show discord server uh, on the uh, 2022 August Colorado trip is the uh, the channel that uh, was created for that. Yeah, and, and, well, what we're doing with that channel, though, is like everybody that's making their plans is posting them up there so that we can kind of meet up, right? So instead of having like an organized be here at this time, do this, do that, it's more of on the lines of, hey, we're going, 
and here's where we're going to be staying. Here's where we're going to be going that day and everything else. Everybody's kind of planning themselves around, around that. Um, so they can meet us up there. I think like, uh, I think Larry, are you still coming down to meet us and go camping with us? Are you going to go straight to UA or? No, I still plan on meeting you guys in, uh, in Texas and then driving because for me, it's, it's almost the same drive, just dipping down in Amarillo as it is just to make that hardest trek through, uh, Kansas. Yeah, we're going to be hitting, uh, you know, probably getting some, some good grub there at the Big Texan. Um, see if anybody's up for the big steak challenge. Uh, you know, a couple things like that. We're going to probably do a couple of uh, good uh, um, touristy things or whatever you want to say that. But most of it's just going to be about getting out on the trails and just kind of hanging out. So I know not everybody's going to want to do Black Bear. Um, it's, I tell you, I've done it before. It's not my favorite. Um, but I'll definitely, if everybody's wanting to go run it, I'm definitely down to go and go and hit Absolutely. it again. I hear it's a good view. You can uh, see for miles. Yeah, and then uh, both both it, sideways it, and down. <laughs> you literally, you literally feel through at least. But the hardest part is is the steps at the top before the switchbacks, and then uh, I think it's the second switchback. So not the first one going, but the second switchback is extremely tight. Um, but you know, with enough of us there, there's some good spotters. It should be just fine. But you really, you really have to trust your spotters. And going back to kind of what Wendy was saying on some of the newbie nugget segments, right? When she's talking about spotting, um, because you know, you'll be, you got to get within a foot to a few inches of the ledge to fall over in order to make that three-point turn on that second one. If you've got a four-door, a long wheelbase. So, shorter wheelbase, guys, probably not as big of a deal. But um, but overall, you know, it's a lot of shelf rows, but there's, it's it's not, an, I don't think anything super technical, although we might try to find some to get into that are a little more challenging, but um it's it's more of a fear factor and just epic views. Right? Oh, we, we need to get Joe Rogan uh, interviewing you as you're going down the uh, the switchbacks and stuff. That would be cool. We could make several fear factor references. I'm going down the switchbacks. So I don't want to be interviewed by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to focus. But it's on, for the show. It's for the show, John. You know, it's worth risking your life, isn't it? <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, you you, you got to make sure, especially on a manual going down there. You know. Got to watch a rollback. Got to watch all. I mean, it's it's a little bit uh, it, it's a little bit more of a, a fear level when you're worried about pushing that clutch in too far, not having the brakes there. Right? There's some uh, some work to do. Yeah. So uh, being ex Air Force, you do have a parachute you can take with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a backup. <laughs> yeah. Take my freedom panels off, so I got the the exit strategy there. That's right. Eject, eject, eject. Install <laughs> <laughs> some uh, explosion things on them to eject them off real quick. <laughs> no, it's a, we're looking forward to that. that's one of the that's one of the primary reasons I mounted that radio in there was you know when we get up there to kind of cut through all the mountains, make sure we got plenty of range to to talk to everybody or whatever. So, um, looks like it's going to be a good trip. I'm, I'm excited. Well, it'll be a good trip. It ought to be beautiful. That's for sure. Hopefully. Uh, Everything will be uh, a good weather, and everything will be nice for uh, for that trip. Uh, even if it's bad weather, it could still be interesting depending on the weather. So, yeah, that uh, Colorado is definitely some place that uh, I've always wanted to go, and uh, especially so after getting a Jeep. So, yep. I'm also just almost as excited about getting across to Mexico. I mean, I know they're not challenging trails for for the most part, but you know, there's some some beautiful country up there. And and to tell you the truth, what I'm really excited about is you know we're going to go. It's the going the first week of august uh and what that means is i will be at elevation 
when it's a hundred and something degrees down here in Texas. So yeah, getting a getting well, a week break from the, the temperatures will be nice. And, and and I would love to go to Arizona too, where out uh, there where Tom is, because uh, the desert environment, which I would think is not necessarily challenging, like with rocks and things, I'm sure it can be, but it's more of just being in a different, beautiful, different environment, uh, and just experiencing the desert, which is which is uh, also something that can be uh, uh, very breathtaking. Uh, so yeah, there's just all kinds of things you can do when you get a jeep. Uh, and, and actually, I guess I could kind of say that that's kind of the same thing when you uh, uh, talk about the Jeep Talk Show. There's something uh, here for everybody, something fun you can experience. And uh, we're going to uh, try to do uh, more uh, Jeep events now that I've uh, got a way to get to them uh, back and forth reliably. And uh, yeah, I'm still working on getting the uh, the XJ on a trailer. Got to get a trailer. Got to get find some place where I can put it and keep it from being stolen. But uh, hopefully uh, that will happen soon and may even happen for the June event because I would love to get the XJ out of the garage and get it out there and uh, try it on the trails uh, at uh, at Hidden Falls, but uh, that, that a fair amount of work has got to be done uh, before then. Uh, but uh, so we'll see. Uh, look forward to actually trying. Now you guys know about our uh, the Jeep Talk Show, obviously, because you're here. Maybe you're a first time listener. We have three episodes a week. Yes, three. I think we we have uh, a few Jeep shows out there with with two, most with one. Sometimes it's not even a, a weekly uh, episode, but we do three episodes a week, and we we challenge people to keep up. They don't want to get. You don't want to get behind. <laughs> you have to keep listening. Uh, it's all part of the master plan. Uh, if you guys would like to be able to join in here on the roundtable, all you need to do is to sign up to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. We put the, the link for the, the Zoom meetings, which are on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time and uh, uh, Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central Time. Uh, the, the Thursday is a little different than the roundtable. We record a, a full uh, standard, if you will, uh, morning talk show type uh, format. Uh, on uh, on Thursday, but uh, we have a segment called Campfire Side Chat that is similar to the roundtable in as much as we ask a question and it gets passed around uh, to our various uh, Zoom members. And, and and when I say member, that just means they've joined in. So you can join in too. Uh, you don't have to have any kind of a, a special invite from us or pay anything. You just show up and, and be part of the Zoom room and we call your name uh, when it's time to ask uh, ask you the question. So that's what I'm telling you about the newsletter. You go over to there to jeeptalkshow.com slash newsletter, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get the link and the password on how to get in here. And we were talking about it tonight, about the Discord server. You'll find out more about how to get to the Discord server and join in on the conversation. And there's conversations every day. I'm, and sometimes they start at 3 a.m. my time, uh, people saying good morning. So <laughs> there's something always going on, uh, whether it's uh, in the Zoom meeting or in the Discord server. So uh, please think about uh, join, joining our uh, Jeep family. And damn it, it's not a club, Travis. Podcasting since 2010. 